1: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. Summer is finally almost here, maybe. In Nebraska. I mean, it's supposed to be like 70 and 80 degrees for the foreseeable future, yeah. so we might be able to say actually say. We might be able to actually say summer's here. Maybe. I hope so. I'm ready for it. It was like 55 degrees on my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's messed up. Super messed up. It snowed on my birthday before. (laughs) I've had tornadoes on my birthday before. Like, it's a real crap shoot in May. You never know. Um, But I think summer's actually maybe here now. So that means that you're going to have to get used to training in the heat Mm. or the air conditioning. If you go to a gym that has air conditioning. Yeah. And not your garage. That's a weird change. (laughs) Going back to AC is always strange. Um, Are you going to die? Probably not. Um, no, but there are a couple things to think about when training during the summer to make sure that you don't pass out before finishing your workout. Mm -hmm. Um, those things are definitely going to be humidity and hydration. We're also going to talk about altitude because altitude plays a huge part in how you train as well. Um, even though you don't really realize it, like a small change in altitude will actually really, really, really affect your training. Yeah. So you can get used to training in those extremes. Um, and you might even actually become a better athlete because of it, mm-hmm. but Heard it is going to take
0: some things. Yeah. You You really got to pay attention, especially in the heat um, and humidity. What yeah. is humidity? Um, the amount of water vapor in the air. And when those levels are high, which we're in the Midwest, in Nebraska, and it – always is. It's humid right now. Um, <laughs> we all struggle to keep cool yeah. because it's like a wet blanket outside.
1: Uh, yesterday <laughs> I had the windows open out in the sunroom cause that's where I hang out and read. Like when I study my personal training stuff during yeah. the day. Um, and I had the windows open and the humidity was a hundred percent and it was just like, you're just Ugh. dripping. Yeah. It was you like, it wasn't anything. even hot. Yeah. It wasn't the hot, it was the weird like spring in Nebraska humidity yeah. where it's super humid, but it's not crazy hot. So it just feels like you're cold and wet.
0: Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's um, really strange. <laughs> Science says that it takes you about two weeks of consistent training in humidity to adapt to a warmer, more humid environment. Yeah, that the, is true. The first or couple longer. weeks
1: or longer. Sometimes for most people, it's going to be between two to four. Yeah. Um, the first couple weeks are going to feel like you're training in saran wrap. So make sure yeah. that you do take extra breaks to allow your body to rest and adjust. Um, you need water. You need a lot of water. <laughs> we, uh, we moved from Nebraska to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and we started working out in PR. So most of PR is just at or if you're in the mountains above sea level, um, air is nice and thick, mm-hmm. it's nice and humid yeah. all the time. It's really easy to train there, but getting used to training there is terrible. Getting used to sweating that much all the time, you have to replace that water somehow. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but... Like you have to make sure, especially if like out here in the garage during the summertime, it mm-hmm. feels like it's 112 degrees in here and there's no fucking, that window sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That window doesn't give me any cross <laughs> ventilation. So yeah. we are out here like slugging water. We usually will yep. drink a gallon or two of water a day yeah. out here while we're just while we're working out in the hour or two that we're out here because mm-hmm. it's so fucking hot and humid.
0: Yeah. Um, training in humidity raises your core body temperature, which will make your body work harder to cool down.
1: Yep. You're going to sweat more, which is your body's attempt to try to cool you down. But if it's this hot and humid, the sweat's just going to evaporate as soon as it comes out of you. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's the problem. Exactly. <laughs> um that high core temp is gonna make your body shift from aerobic, which is how your body metabol like how your body uses oxygen to mm-hmm. exercise, to anaerobic, which is how your body exercises without oxygen, mm-hmm. which means that your body is going to burn up energy stores quicker from your muscles because when anaerobic all they have to pull from is what they already have. Right, exactly. Um so you're gonna h- run into that as a problem. Um, high body temp can also decrease blood flow from your heart as your blood will pool in your limbs because that'll happen every now and then when it's hot. Mm-hmm. And if your heart doesn't get that much blood, it can't pump that oxygenated blood back to your muscles. So you're double screwed because yeah. your, your lungs, your heart, they're not getting that good oxygen rich blood that they need because your body is doing high quality, intense output.
0: Exactly. And on the flip side of that, it also makes your muscles warmer quicker. Yes. So you don't have to warm up for as long when mm. it's humid outside. That
1: was my favorite part about living oh, in yeah. PR. I would do like three sets of like two or three warm-up movements mm-hmm. and do like five minutes on a bike. And I was yeah. ready to go.
0: Right. Here in the wintertime,
1: my warm-up is 35 minutes. Because yeah. it's cold. It's cold and your joints <laughs> feel like
0: awful. Yeah. <laughs> your body is able to adapt to heat more quickly than altitude. And training and heat can make you more effective in a variety of temperatures. It can.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, because if you know how to train in hot, you can basically live through anything. Cold training yeah. in cold sucks. Um, it does. but it just takes more warm up time. Yep. Um but training in hot, yeah. It made me it made me better in the gym. Agreed. Because we would train we would tra- it was basically a warehouse and a strip mall. So it had yeah. like a tin roof. Yep. And it was concrete and then it was tin walls on the outside. Uh, summertime in PR, it's like heat index of 112. Right. And it's like a thousand percent humidity because it rains there every day Mm -hmm. for five to 10 to 20 to an hour and a half or whatever. It, it always rains. Mm -hmm. You're in, you're a blip in the middle of the ocean. So this things, these things happen. Um, but it was so humid and our gym had air conditioning, but the air conditioning was sketch as hell. Yeah. So it sometimes didn't work and they would just open the doors and you had whatever breeze or like after the hurricane, power was and still is super spotty in PR. So there would be days that we would roll up to the gym and there was no power. We would legit just train by sunlight.
0: When I had the the original shred shed before shred shed 2.0. Before it the was improved, improved shred shed shed, <laughs> it was legit outside in a storage unit. Now so, it's temperature control, <laughs> right? Which is nice. But when I when the when COVID hit, I stopped going to the gym. I wasn't comfortable, so I started working out at home, which meant a lot of outside. Yeah, a lot of in my driveway mm-hmm. on asphalt. It's hot, but you just got to be mindful. You're gonna have to take more breaks. You're yeah. just going to. And that's fine. But if you think about it this way, because your warm-up is shorter, then you've got, you know, extra built-in breaks.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can, you are allowed to, I'm not going to say slack off, but you're allowed to pull back a little bit when it's this hot. Yeah. Um, Like I say, like, it's hot right now. It's gorgeous. We have the garage door open today. Um, yeah. All sorts of nature going oh, on while we, re- this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> I I'm hoping it doesn't <laughs> rain on us. But anyway, um, so you can, you can train in hot. And it's yeah. actually not that bad as long as you keep a couple things in mind. Um, you're not going to die. You can you can get real shitty feeling, though, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So you want to make sure that if you're training outside, like if you're running, you want to train in the early morning or the late evening um, yeah. because you're going to miss the peak hot, but it's still going to be warm enough that your joints are going to feel good and mm-hmm. that breathing, all that air is going to feel good, and it might not be as buggy yet. So. Yeah. Bugs. Bugs and running. <laughs> Inhaling a bug while you're running is the worst. Sucks. Have you ever had that happen? Yes.
0: Oh, it sucks.
1: Oh, it's so yeah. gross. You <laughs> just try to like make yourself puke to that. get it out because you know this dirty ass bug is in your yeah. body. <laughs> ah! I mean, I eat shit off the floor every now and then. I'm sure it's fine, but it's a bug. Gross. <laughs>
0: oh. Happens though.
1: Yeah. Make sure that you're also drinking plenty of water. Um, make sure that you're hydrating before you even need to think about hydrating. Yep. And that sounds weird, but you do need to drink before you're thirsty. Yep. Um, make sure, especially if you're working out outside that you have like, I've got this today. (laughs) And this was up to about halfway when we started (laughs) recording earlier. And it's just, I, I drink a lot of liquids. I pee a lot. Sorry. (laughs) I suck to ride with in a car. Um, but make sure you're drinking enough liquids. It doesn't have to be just what you can drink tea. Yeah. Tea is just as good as tea hydrates you too. And it's got a little bit of caffeine. You don't want to drink coffee like you drink water and tea, but you could still drink, you know, have that morning cup of coffee and then drink a water and then have another cup of coffee, drink a water.
0: Gatorade zero. Yeah. Just
1: make sure you're hydrated. Yeah. Just make sure, (laughs) make sure you're getting hydrated and that you don't pass out on the trail. Uh, You also want to shield yourself from the sun here sunburns are a lot worse than in PR because again the atmosphere is thicker Mm -hmm. at sea level so like the sun is hefty but if I get burnt in PR I'm red for two days if I get
0: burnt here because the air is so thin I'm fried for like a week yeah wear a sunblock wear a hat if you're out running or working gear. yes yes Um, for sure cool
1: gear is great it's worth the money Sometimes it is really fucking expensive and you don't want to spend $70 on a long sleeve shirt that you're going to run in in the summer, but it's worth it because it works and it keeps you from getting burnt. Yes. Um, A lot of cool gear that is meant for outdoors also has SPF protection in it now, so you don't even have to wear sunscreen. Um, But if you are going for a long run and you are wearing a thin like long sleeve shirt that doesn't have SPF, highly recommend still putting some on because you can get burnt through your shirt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My
1: Sorry. husband is like the most pale person ever, <laughs> and I have seen him get burnt through a shirt before. Yes. Um, so make sure that you're you're shielding yourself from the sun, wearing sunscreen, wear light colored, lightweight clothes, wear yes. a hat, because burning your
0: scalp sucks, yeah, and your ears. Oh, sure burnt does. ears are the worst. Like, put sunblock on your ears. Yes. highly recommend. Um, we talked about, you can get cooling towels. Those, those are have to, awesome. And you don't have to spend like a lot of money on those. You could literally get a towel and put it in water and throw it around your neck. But the
1: specific ones that you're talking about, I have a few of them and you can find them at like TJ Maxx or Marshall's or Bed Bath & Beyond on sale. And you can get them for like nine or 10 bucks a piece. Usually they're between like 16 and 25. Yeah. Um, so the way that they work, sometimes they, it depends. It depends on how they work. If it's too humid, they might not work very well, but Mm -hmm. they'll still cool you down and keep you kind of like, you know, cool and moist. I yeah. Guess.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ugh, moist. Sorry. I made so many people cringe just now <laughs> saying that word twice and I really apologize. Um, but moist. if it's, if, yeah, if it's too humid, those yeah. towels won't have the cooling effect because it has to do with the water vapor, but they're yeah. really cool. You put them in cold water, you snap them a couple of times and then you throw them wherever you're hot. Yeah. Um, it's really great. If you are running by a body of water and you find that you need an emergency cool down, go over to said body of water as long as it is safe to do so and submerge your arms up to your middle bicep because the blood vessels in your arms, if you can cool those down, it will help the rest of your body cool down. Yep. That's a hack I learned playing softball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you feel like you're going to pass out, go over to the horse trough and stick your arms in the ice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Make sure that you're, you know, these things so that if you are out and about in the summertime heat running and doing st- biking or whatever, that you're safe.
0: Yes. Um, because exposure sucks. Yes. It does. <laughs> um, also something that helps with that is working on your conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a variety of ways. There are, there are a variety of ways to do that. Um, you could do intervals. You could do any kind of metabolic conditioning. Yeah. Um, but working on your conditioning really helps when it's super humid outside
1: it does because it really again it taxes your cardio yeah um and you're gonna find that you're gonna be more tired at first during your workouts and after you're gonna be really tired immediately after a workout for the first couple weeks in humidity and that's normal i mean it's the same reason you're super tired when you come home from the swimming pool or from the beach right exactly you've been exerting energy for an hour or two out in the sun where it's humid and you're tired
0: yeah Exactly. So
1: make sure you're giving yourself that extra R and R that you need when you're acclimating to training at humidity levels this high. Yes.
0: Um, altitude. So altitude, AKA elevation is the term used to describe how many feet above sea level a location is. Yes. Um, like with training in humidity, Science says you need around two to four weeks to adjust to training at higher altitudes. To
1: me, training at higher altitudes is scarier than training at humidity. Agree. um, Because it requires a lot more modification. With humidity, you just need to take extra breaks. With altitude, you kind of have to change how you train for a while. Yeah. Um, I learned this when we moved back from PR. Nebraska Omaha is at like what 1700 right. feet above sea level or something I don't remember you know what I'm gonna I have a fucking computer in front of me I'm gonna google it right now um but Omaha has a higher elevation uh 1089 feet yeah. above sea level I was a little off but anyway um a sizable difference from sea level right which is where I lived for five years so the PR air is just nice and thick all the time. Yeah. Um, but when we came back to Nebraska, when we would come back on vacation and train for that week that we were here, I would just be dying. Yeah. I would always feel like I was gasping for air. I would always feel like I was tired. I always felt like I was out of breath. My ass always got kicked during a workout mm-hmm. because of the elevation. Right. And it's not a lot of elevation, but it made a difference. Yeah. Um, and when we moved back for, for the time being, like it took me a good month to a month and a half to get used to squatting in drier air. Mm -hmm. and higher up like your joints love humidity
0: yeah they do when
1: you go up in altitude you lose humidity um so that's kind of how that correlation works but it's really hard to train in like drier
0: colder thinner air yeah and training at altitude is hard because the higher up you go the less less oxygenated oxygenated the air is Uh, making your respiratory and cardiovascular systems work harder they're yeah. on overdrive yeah um, you'll find yourself breathing harder um you're not uh, able to catch your breath as easily uh, because your body's looking for its normal training oxygen supply
1: yeah i feel like in humidity i always i don't feel like i'm not catching my breath i just feel like i get
0: overheated and i need to yeah. just take a break um but at altitude at altitude you you're i always am, feel like i'm gasping for air yeah more often
1: yeah it it's really weird. Yeah. Um. If you've never had it happen before, it's a really strange <laughs> sensation. Yeah. Um. It's like I can't do anything about it, so I guess I'm just gonna scale this back and yeah. go. High altitude training is a a popular option for professional athletes in tons of sports because, like we said, your heart and lungs are gonna work harder to mm-hmm. absorb any and all oxygen that's in your bloodstream because the air is thinner. Mm-hmm. So it makes your body more efficient once it gets used to it. Yeah. So then you take that efficiency on not ideal oxygen, you go down to wherever the competition place is, say it's at sea level, Mm -hmm. your body's going to perform like a fucking champ. Right. Because it's going to be like, yo, this thick ass air. (laughs) Look what I get to breathe in today. We're going to do shit. Like that's, that's why a lot of athletes do the hyperbaric chambers. They sleep in the altitude chambers or they train it out. Like they do all of these weird, weird things at altitude because science says, hey, this will make you a, Better,
0: more efficient, more explosive athlete. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know if there's like a lot of NFL fans that are listening to our podcast, but teams who play at Denver, yeah, don't, you don't hear them complain because they're professional athletes, but have said before in the past um, that it's more difficult to play in Denver because they are. Yeah. At and, higher altitude.
1: It, and it's the same for hockey. It's the same yep. for baseball. It's the same for basketball. I've heard, I've heard that from every, every type of athlete that yep. has a professional sport in Denver. They're like, yo, it's hard. Yeah. Um, that's why you'll see the visiting team usually has oxygen on the sideline yep. and the home team doesn't because the home team trains. In that used shit. To it. <laughs> um, yep. so I mean, yes, there, there have been, numerous arguments on social media about this exact thing actually um, because I've read them and decided on whether or not I was actually going to participate <laughs> in it and I don't because why feed the fucking monkeys on Twitter right but anyway um people will argue like well it's not fair that Denver has sports teams because they're predispositioned to have the advantage and it's like okay. they could however you're still talking about top tier high level athletes yeah. that I bet a lot of these players that even don't play in Denver are still doing some sort of altitude training at some point. Exactly. Like, I've seen videos of Kyle Korver pulling rocks and moving weights underwater while he's running. Right. Like, tell me that <laughs> guy, yes, he's going to have some thin air problems, but tell me that he's at some sort of a disadvantage because they're playing at a higher altitude?
0: Right. Mm, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Right. And when, <laughs> <laughs> when you're training at altitude for the first time, you like the normal average person, not professional athlete, um, you're going to want to aim for ha- around half of your usual training output because your body will burn that oxygen real quick.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that you really do have to be cognizant of. And I feel like places at altitude like that, like Denver, um, Phil has told me before he, he has family in Colorado. So he goes out there every now and then, The last time he was there, he stayed at a hotel, and the sign in the hotel gym said, hey, is your workout usually an hour? Maybe make it 30 minutes today.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. So
1: people are really good about giving people that caution because you can straight up pass out and hurt yourself. Training at altitude is, like I said, far more dangerous than training in humidity. Yes, you can dehydrate in humidity, but with altitude, you can get altitude sickness. You Mm -hmm. can get dehydration and those things can both kill you. Yes. Um, so you want to make sure when you're training at altitude that first, if you're going to be doing anything more than like walking on the treadmill and doing some bicep curls at the Mm. hotel gym that you check with your doctor, especially if you have diabetes, a heart condition or a lung condition, because the air is thinner and that will affect your body a lot.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Um,
1: you're going to need to get more sleep when you're training at altitude because your body is being taxed more. So you want to, capitalize on all the recovery yeah. you can get
0: <laughs> For all of sure. it be prepared to end your workout early if you need to mm-hmm. if you're feeling lightheaded you're you're going to need to stop stop, stop what you're doing make sure that you're drinking enough water be hydrated yeah. the thin air is going to dry you out pretty quick
1: yeah it's i haven't trained in denver but i have trained in vegas while we lived in pr yeah. and that was really difficult i slugged a lot of water those days yeah um Extra warm-up time, too, because, again, the air is dry, usually, when you go higher up in elevation, so yep. your joints are going to need that extra warmth because they aren't super happy and yeah. all, like, extra lubed up and ready yeah. to go after five minutes.
0: Fluid. Yeah. Speaking of fluid, let's talk about hydration. Dehydration is a big issue when it comes to training outside, in humidity, in heat, at altitude. Hydration is a struggle for a lot of people in general. Yeah. Um, so we're going to break that down.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think they're hydrated but they're not. Like I would like to say that I'm a well hydrated individual and some days I am. Yeah. Some days I'm not.
0: Exactly. And like when I have I'm a, not an emotional I support tell. water bottle. Yes. No. <laughs> because I'm so focused on trying to stay hydrated. I know. But even when it's right there, I don't necessarily remember to drink it. Exactly. So
1: I mean if coffee's in the room, I might drink the, coffee. drink the coffee. <laughs> and then keep drinking the coffee. Yes.
0: I'm not even drinking water right now. I'm drinking <laughs> stupid caffeine anyway. <laughs>
1: but you you need to make sure that you're hydrated. Um and you'll be once you know what it's like to be well hydrated, you'll be able to tell immediately when your hydration is off. Yeah. Um, now I can tell even oh by how I sleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm hot but I'm not sweating. Yeah. I'm not you going drink, through premenopause so unfortunately. You need I to would love, some water. Yeah, you just need to go drink some water because <laughs> yeah. you need to fucking hydrate. The million dollar question always surrounding hydration is how, how much, much water sh- should I drink
0: every day? Yeah.
1: Well, it depends. <laughs> if you're a dude, you should probably have around 4 liters of water every day. Right. Women only need around 3. Yeah. Um I'm not sure why physiologically we need less water but
0: there's a mathematical equation too. It's basically body mass, probably body mass divided by two. Is that what it is in ounces? Yeah. Is that all it is? Okay. So like I weigh one fifty, so I need to drink about 75 to 80 ounces of water a day, which a cup is 16. So let's round that up to 20. I need to drink about four cups of water a day at least. And that's usually like a like you a know, 16 or a 20. Yeah. Ounce. Like yeah. your typical water bottle is going to be 24 to 32 ounces. So yeah. two of those. And you're good. Should yeah. be good anyway. <laughs> how and do you,
1: you will pee like a champ.
0: You are going to pee a lot. Guaranteed. But that's good. <laughs> yeah. you, want, you want to be, if you're hydrated, you're going to be peeing a lot. Yeah. How do you know if you're dehydrated though? Gently pinch the skin on your arm or stomach with two fingers so that it makes a tent shape and then let it go.
1: Yeah. And depending on how fast it bounces back um you want to see if that skin goes back to a normal spot in like one to three seconds Mm -hmm. if it takes a little longer if it's going slower to go back to normal you might be a little dehydrated yeah
0: um drink some water yeah (laughs) dehydration sucks it it really does and the signs of dehydration if you don't know them thirst dry or sticky mouth cotton mouth not peeing enough or your pee is really yellow or darker in pigment um dry and cool skin a headache muscle cramps Headaches works the worst. I yeah. actually, <laughs> um, when I was training for a half marathon the first time, I woke up the next morning and I had a killer fucking headache. And I text my friend who is a fellow runner and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, it didn't drink last night. So I know it's not hangover. She goes, dehydration headache. And I was like, oh shit. She and goes, that's, drink what, some water. that's what hangover generally usually it, is anyway. Is so if you've had a hangover,
1: you've had a dehydration headache yes. and they suck. Yeah, they do. Oh, they are like... I've had mm-hmm. a migraine like once or twice. Dehydration yeah. headaches are
0: one of the most
1: I think it's the worst. Things. Yeah.
0: Because you can't do anything about it. You take some aspirin, you drink a lot of fluid. And wait for death. Yeah. Take a <laughs> nap. <laughs> yeah. I take a nap. <laughs> that was the
1: worst part for me about drinking is I love stupid sugary bullshit. So yeah. I would drink stupid sugary bullshit all night and vodka. Yeah. And I would wake up mm. and... <laughs> dude, I would be dry as a yeah. fucking five day old potato on a sidewalk. <laughs> like it was disgusting. I yeah. just be like, eh. Um, you know the pictures of stingray skeletons or like dehydrated stingrays? I, li- I felt like one of those. Every oh, day yeah. I would wake up after <laughs> going on a bender. Um, if you have severe dehydration, you could also experience dizziness, rapid heartbeat, or breathing, um, sunken eyes, lack of energy, confusion, irritability, or fainting. And severe dehydration requires immediate medical yep. attention.
0: You need to go to the ER. Um,
1: if you're outside for a while and somebody starts to act disoriented, just take them to the hospital yep. immediately because skip, skip the WebMD.
0: Yeah, just They're take dehydrated. them to the hospital. Just take
1: them to go get some fluids. They need yes. fluids. That's it. Yep, they'll be okay. They just need fluids. So exactly. take them now before it gets worse.
0: Exactly. Pay attention to those things. Like you don't. I know that it's hard to stay hydrated, but it is paying attention to um, your hydration and drinking. Your fluids, whether that be water, it's iced tea, whatever, before you feel thirsty is going to help you stay hydrated. Yeah. It's like, also you don't want to be thirsty.
1: It's also going to keep you full. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be as hungry because you're actually drinking enough water. Yeah. You're going to. Um, you'll be peeing a nice light yellow. Your pee yes. shouldn't be clear. It's, if it's no. clear, you're drinking too much water, yep. um, which is actually a thing.
0: There should be a tint. There but should be, it like, should look
1: like you dropped a highlighter filament in the po- in the yeah, toilet. Yeah. Like it just diffuses out and it's a nice light, bright yellow. Yeah.
0: That, wow. That's how you know you're hydrated. Hues of
1: pee. <laughs> yes. Things I never thought I would discuss. <laughs> Welcome to Meathead
0: Test Kitchen. Yeah. Where we talk about what we talked about last week or a couple oh. weeks ago. <laughs> I won't remind you, but it was very funny. And pee color. And pooping. Uh, and eat lots your fiber. Of poop. Lots of poop. <laughs> Training in heat and altitude is not the worst thing that you can do to your body, even though it feels pretty shitty at first. Yeah. Uh, you'll get used to it. Training in both will actually make you a better athlete if you're smart about the process and don't wreck yourself. Just pay attention. Your body will give you those cues. You feel lightheaded, you stop. You, you're dead. Yeah. Just remember, hydration is key in high humidity and high altitude. Make sure that you're giving your body all the water and fluids that it needs and now go out there, enjoy the beautiful fucking weather and not be stuck inside.
1: Yeah. Training outside is hard. So be nice to yourself and give yes. yourself some fucking grace and allow yourself to ease into patience. it. Yeah. That's
0: patience. Yeah. It's all right. Patience. Maybe you don't work patience. out for an, uh, 60 minutes today. You work out for 45. And then so go for went.
1: a 15 minute walk to cool down. You're exactly. Good.
0: Perfect.
1: As long as it's not raining.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go uh, follow us on Facebook. Social media at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere except Twitter, which is at MTK Staff. Feel free. The TikTok, the Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Um, All of it. Make sure that you like and follow and subscribe to the podcast if you want to get future episodes sent straight to your phone the day yes. that they drop.
1: Us directly to your phone. How scary
0: Ooh. is that? Wow. subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch the video of our podcast where You can watch we, us
1: make stupid faces while we talk about
0: it. Yeah, where I pause and take screen grabs of later and send to Sadie because it's <laughs> hilarious. Um and bitch face. make sure that you send us a message um, at Hello at Meathead Test Kitchen. Dot .com if you have any questions, concerns, comments just want to scream swear words for no reason at all yeah, totally cool you need to just do be that. nice but okay. if you need to scream send it you. to our inbox we got you we love you thank you for listening yeah have an awesome day yes MTK. Out. out
1: join Sadie and Sasha every monday helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less MTK a hood media production